بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه قال بال عربي في المسجد فقام الناس اليه ليقعوا فيه فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم دعوه واريقوا على بوله سجلا من الماء من ماء او ذنوبا من ماء فإنما بعثتم ميسرين ولم تبعثوا معسرين رواه البخاري Abu Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that a Bedouin urinated in the masjid in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Sahaba were very, very upset. They went towards him in order to punish him and stop him from what he was doing. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam interceded and said, leave him alone. And pour a bucket or a pail of water over the mess that he created. And thereafter, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam emphasized the leniency which he had instructed sahaba ikram to adopt and exhorted them in the following manner, for verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent you as those who will make things easy and Allah has not sent you as those who will make things difficult. We started the discussion of this incident yesterday. As we mentioned, there are many lessons that can be learnt from this particular incident. One point to ulama ikram say there is a principle in shariat idajtama'at mufsidatan la buddha min irtikabi ihdahuma that if you find yourself in a situation wherein the situation is problematic from whichever angle you look at it. On the one hand, this person is standing and urinating in the masjid. That itself is a problem. One is, is leaving behind najasat in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if you allow him to carry on what he is, with what he is doing, that already is a problematic situation. On the other hand, what is the option? The option is you can stop him. But if you stop somebody suddenly who is urinating, there are also problems that could arise with that. Amongst the problems, Ulama mentioned one is the physical harm to a person. When somebody is urinating, you stop him suddenly, it can cause physical harm. Secondly, the spreading of the urine on his clothing and in other parts of the masjid. Here he's just confined to one side of the masjid. But if you shock a person and attack him while he's urinating in that panic, he may continue urinating, he may try to run away. It will cause the urine to spread all over the masjid. And third problem that could arise from suddenly stopping a person is that in that panic, the satar of this person may get revealed, which was supposed to have covered. He was standing in one side in a corner. Now his satar may become revealed in front of everyone. So you have both scenarios that are problematic. So what should you do? The principle in Sharia, yartakibul ashal wal akhaf. Adopt that which has the least problems attached to it. In this instance, 
the instruction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, da'uhu, leave this person alone. <coughs> leave this person alone, let him carry on with what he is doing. In other words, do not interfere with him and allow him to finish what he is doing. As we mentioned, this, this is problematic in itself, but in this particular instance, it was the direction in which the least fasad will occur. Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah, has mentioned this particular incident under the chapter which deals with what we call the rifq, narmi, being soft-natured, not being harsh, not being rigid, not being intolerant. There are two aspects to this incident from which we can see this sublimely displayed before us in the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The first aspect is the patience of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Obviously, just as upset and irritated Sahaba were by the actions of this person, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam also would have been upset. The masjid, somebody is soiling and urinating in the masjid. Sahaba were upset, this would have upset the Nabi of Allah. But calmness, the manner in which Rasulullah reacted, quantified the fact that if you stop him suddenly, you're going to harm him physically, so allow him to finish what he is doing. Allah's Rasul factored in the fact also that, like we mentioned, the Arab, the Bedouin, these were people, Ajidaru Allah ya'lamu hudud ma anzalallahu ala rasuli that their capacity for understanding laws of shariat, injunctions of shariat was limited. Why? Because they would live in the wilderness. They were far away from people, from culture, from society. So Allah's Rasul factored in all this. That this person is not doing this thing brazenly. He doesn't have the understanding. He doesn't have the capacity. And he is amongst the juhala, the ignorant. So we have to be careful in how we deal with such a person. The second aspect is the latter part of the hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam instructed Sahaba Ikram. And as we mentioned yesterday, we delved in with this in this little bit of detail. Allah has sent you. Every ummati is a da'i, has been sent with the responsibility of the propagation and preservation of deen. In doing this, in propagating this deen, in engaging in the work of Dawat and Tabligh, you can be one of two things. You can be someone who makes things hard for people, or you can be someone soft-natured, and you can make things easy. The principle Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, that yanbaghi lil insan an yarfuq, at all times be soft-natured. In Dawat, in enjoining in doing Amr bil Maruf, Nahyan in Munkar, in enjoining good, in forbidding evil, it is there will be much more benefit, the outcome will be better if you will be soft natured, make things easy rather than being rigid and make things difficult. Why? Because this was the practical teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu and it was the way of Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Other points which ulama ikram mentioned with regards to this incident that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa once the mess had been made, 
he instructed Sahabi Kiram to throw a bucket or a pail of water in order to cleanse it. Ulama Kiram say this is farza kifaya, that if you notice some najasat in the masjid, you cannot just leave it alone. This is masjid, this is the house of Allah Ta'ala. Some napaki, somebody vomited, or some accident occurred, and you saw the najasat, you became aware of it. So they say either you yourself have to clean it or you have to ensure that it gets clean. Don't turn a blind eye to najasat or filth in the masjid of, in, in any masjid, not just the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With this, ulama kiram also mentioned from the instruction of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the purification of the place of salah is compulsory. Whether it's the ground, whether it's your clothing, when salah is to be performed, your clothing has to be pure and the place on which your salah is being performed also has to be pure. The next aspect of this incident which we find that this incident is a lengthy incident. Imam Nawi rahimahullah for purposes of discharging the message of the title in the heading of the chapter mention only a portion of the incident. But we find that there is, like I said, it's a lengthy incident in that after this person had finished what he had done, Sahaba Ikram, first they wanted to attack him, Nabi Salaam stopped them, told them, leave him, let him finish what he is doing, and then he instructed them to clean the mess that had been created. Thereafter, Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam approached this Bedouin. And Nabi Abak Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, إن هذا المساجد لا يصلح فيها شيء من الأذى أو القذر وإنما هي للصلاة وقراءة القرآن والتكبير. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam approached this person in a soft, kind, compassionate manner. What had this person done? He had stood and urinated in public in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was the reaction of Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to approach him in a soft, kind, congenial manner and advised him according to the level of the capacity of his understanding. And Nabi Apaq sallallahu alayhi wa said to him that, listen, this is a masjid, this is the house of Allah Ta'ala. This is what you are doing here is not in keeping with the decorum and the dignity of a masjid. We don't soil the masjid, we don't vilify the masjid like this. We keep the adab and respect of the masjid. Masjid is for salah, is for qiraat of Qur'an, is for the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you should not have been doing this what you were doing. In other words, in a kind and a congenial manner, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained to this person. We learn what the conduct of a da'i is, how you teach deen, how you disseminate deen, what is the manner, the hikmat, the wisdom. And what, what this resulted in, this Bedouin from his heart, we find other riwayat. He said, I've never found a more compassionate, a more kind teacher than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from his heart he makes dua. What dua? Allahumma rhamni wa muhammada. Allahumma rhamni wa muhammada. O Allah, have mercy upon me and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in other words, you were doing something wrong. Technically you were reprimanded. You were stopped from the wrong that you were doing. But the manner that was adopted 
the kind, affectionate manner. And then you were taught, this led to him making dua for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Other hand, he had observed what the Sahaba were going to do. Sahaba's reaction was that of anger. They became furious, understandably. They were ready to attack him. So, what dua does he make after this incident had played itself out? Allahumma arhamni wa muhammada. Wala tarham ma'ana ahada. Simple Bedouin, according to his capacity. What dua he makes? Allah, have mercy upon me and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and don't have mercy on anybody else. This last part, don't have mercy on anybody else, was what? Was the reaction to harshness, to irrigidity, to intolerance. The first part, dua for Rasulullah was a reaction to his kindness. So very important lesson we learn. If you will be harsh, you will repulse people. If you are soft, kind-natured, this will attract people towards you. He was stopped from his wrong, but he is giving dua to Rasulullah He saw the reaction of Sahaba, so in his simple understanding, لا ترحمانا أحدا Allah have mercy on me and Muhammad and don't have mercy on anybody else. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he heard this dua, he said to him, Mafum of the riwayat, you have taken something that is so vast and you have restricted it. The mercy of Allah, rahmati, wasi'at kulla shay. Allah says, my mercy encompasses everything. So why are you restricting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In other words, don't make dua like that. But the reason he made that dua, simple person, from that we learn this important lesson of the importance of being soft-natured, especially in the propagation of deen.